Happy New Year. It is 2021. It's New Year's Day. Happy New Year's, Joe. Yeah, Happy New Year. You and I are here. We got Nick. We got Stephanie on the phone. You guys there? We're here. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. So we are kicking off. We are kicking off the 2020. What did I just... My my brain... 2021. I can't can't handle the New Year. 2021. Finally over. Our long national nightmare. That's right. And we are going to do it with one of our old good friends here on the podcast, Chris Johnson of On Target Living. He is our health guru, the kind of the official health expert for the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. He's going to talk to us a little bit about what life and the pandemic has been like uh, for a health expert consultant, what we all can be doing to keep ourselves healthy and safe, uh, and then a surprise culinary expert to wrap up the podcast. You're listening to the Cold <laughs> Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Didn't your microphone break? When we were- no, I was an idiot. I think I had something muted and wasn't paying attention. You okay? It's my allergies. Literally, I have COVID. No, I think- <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I don't have COVID. Jimmy got tested to be sure. You couldn't have like edited that better. <laughs> Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's Cold Oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his desk. It's always here. It's always here. And by the way, the the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like one to ten. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, there's nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash and... Maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... Say that! <laughs> so welcome back. This is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, this is Matt Resch of Resch Strategies. We are a public affairs and a public relations firm headquartered in downtown Lansing, Michigan. You can find us at reschstrategies.com. All of our podcasts are posted there. Um, you're also on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at Resh Strategies. All of our podcasts are also hosted on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'd encourage you to log on and subscribe there. Rate us, rank us um, as we kick off this new year. Send us to new heights of the Apple Podcast rankings. That'd be awesome. And the podcast is also on Twitter. We've got a little Twitter handle for this thing at Cold Oatmeal Pod. So Christmas is over. We're into the new year. I have to, before we go too much farther, actually introduce who we got here. I'm looking here. Yeah, empty room today. Just me, Joe. Joe Bashi. Joe is here in the room with me. Who we got on the phone? Stephanie Vancouvering. Hey, Stephanie's back. Maris is here. Yes. (laughs) Our guest on the podcast today is Stephanie Vancouvering. (laughs) When was the last time you were on with us, Steph? Season whatever, the last season. Season two? Yeah. It's been a long time since Steph We're glad to have you here. Life in lockdown. Yeah. Yes. And then Nick is with us as well. We've got uh, uh, Nikki, Carly, and Laura have decided they are done with the podcast. They told us to stick it and weren't going to be part of it today. Um, I did want to make sure because I forgot to do this last time. I, I kind of didn't do it because I didn't want to ruin kind of the, the whole Christmas illusion, the miracles that we created on the last podcast with Santa. Um, but, you know, that was, that was quite an episode. Santa was that's a good one. Santa was a good one. Yeah, that was, that was start to finish. I like that one a lot. But I, I I neglected to let our listeners know where they could find Santa because that that, that was Santa. But he has a website. So if there's a if any of you have a need, uh, obviously not anymore because Christmas is over. Um, but if you have a need next year, or maybe you celebrate Christmas in July and you want to have Santa, um, Santa uh, can be reached at Santa Baba and Nana Claus. It's quite a that's a mouthful. But Santa Baba and Nana Claus.com and at Santa Baba and Nana Claus on Facebook. So reach out to them there. You can get Santa involved. That was a that was a fun episode. I think Carrie had a good time. We had a good time. Santa was great. Jerry was great. I agree. Yeah, Jerry. I like Jerry a lot. Not to like completely dismiss him. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. And uh I, I would happily talk to him again. I thought he was really cool. One thing that Santa said that really jarred me, and I, it's, it's stuck with me, and I, I'd like to get your, your take on, sure. on this. So I found Santa to be delightful. 
Um, but one thing that he said that I'm not sure I get, I'm down with, although I guess I have to believe him, is this whole thing about being mul- there being multiple reindeer. So he said that there's not that the reindeer don't live don't live forever. Like yeah, there's a reindeer there's a reindeer boneyard somewhere yeah. that we didn't know about, and, and that's a, that's kind of that kind of hurts. That's and not a reindeer fun to think about, but. farm system where they're like training new reindeer, which I guess I can get down with for like Blixen and Donner. <laughs> but how on earth do you have more than one Rudolph? Have you seen the Santa Claus, the, the Tim Allen, you know, classic biopic of of you know Santa and Santa Claus? Eventually, these guys, you know, they they pass the torch, including the the jolly old elf himself. Well, then why? So, so there's more than one Santa? No, well, sure, not at a time. But oh, oh. Nick, no. <laughs> Nick's new to this. Nick's I told you this, this was controversial. I think this is. I think that Santa broke some news. Honestly, yeah, on the podcast. No, was... I, I didn't. This is the first I'd ever thought about the idea that the, the reindeer did not live forever. Everything I know about Santa Claus, I learned from ancient church history or Hollywood. So if, if I can't find it in one of those two places, I don't know. Steph, where do you weigh in on this? I believe I, the reindeer live forever and the Santa lives forever. I, I, I believe that, that this is all, this is too controversial. I do think that it was uh, fake news on the <laughs> And so I'm, I, I, couldn't I had to disagree it was, it was so 2020 for him to like drop some controversial yeah kind of yeah like the video you yeah. guys Sh- the give video me the evidence Santa the show me the evidence you got no evidence yeah have you seen the triceratops video where what? it looks like they're wrestling a triceratops to the ground but it's actually guys in a triceratops costume but it was very 2020 to introduce the the fake triceratops and the fake reindeer and no one here knows what was the triceratops at the north pole like stephanie's no. brain just shifted to a different conversation in mid-sentence about what, why are <laughs> we did. talking about dinosaurs i was talking fake 2020 news okay. and this this is up there with the triceratops google okay. it send that video you. around please okay thanks for bringing thanks for bringing it home for us <clears throat> sorry no problem. I was all over the place on that one. <laughs> I, w- I will also say that I found this funny. I was I was looking at our I was looking at our website the other day, and I was looking at the website for the podcast. And obviously, we wrote the the copy for that a while ago. But I I laughed out loud because it said, "Listen here to talk about the latest in PR news and crisis communications." And I'm like, "We've never talked about that a single time." <laughs> pass. <laughs> Not a single time. Hard hard. That pass. sounds so boring. We're going to talk to Santa Claus. <laughs> Stephanie was just, I, we, we need to figure out how to, for you to see this because Stephanie just went like this with her face and then it was a quickly like, oh, we're not going to do that. That's not an idea that has any we're traction. We're not going to talk about work. I wanted to do that. Nikki and I have long wanted to have an actual PR podcast. Okay, well, you should start that. <laughs> I'll run the board for you. That'd be fine. No, it, it should be. We should be doing that. I'm going to crisis communicate for the reindeer who do live forever and for the triceratops. Okay. Excellent. So we are going to kick off this one. Nick's face is absolutely red. That's what I wish you could see. Whose face is red? Nick is, yeah, Nick is suppressing laughter right now. Why why are you suppressing? Just laugh. I've been laughing quietly. I don't want to overpower, but I've been picturing a triceratops at the North Pole. And... (laughs) And it's like, if this was SNL, I would be breaking right now. You know, I'd be just, I'm off script. I'm off, I'm off, off message. And I'm thinking about Triceratops. Okay. We'll get back on message. We are going to talk in a minute here to Chris Johnson. Uh, He is the founder and the CEO of On Target Living. Uh, You can find them at ontargetliving.com. Chris is a good friend of the podcast. Actually, if you think about it, he can be credited with the name of the podcast because it was, it was Chris who, in working with Joe, introduced Joe to cold oatmeal, which allowed Joe to introduce cold oatmeal to us and led us to pick cold oatmeal as the name of this podcast. So it all started with Chris. Um, Chris is a great, great guy who uh, talks and says a lot of really smart, common sense stuff about what to eat, how to live, keep yourself, keeping yourself healthy. And we thought, what better way to kick off the new year uh, with this podcast to talk, about, talk to him about how to stay healthy in a pandemic. So, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson on Target Living. Thanks for coming back to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. My pleasure. Always a pleasure to hang out with you guys. Well, the, the unofficial, official nutritionist health 
health consultants to the podcast. I like having repeat guests. It's 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 an exclusive group that we have. I'm glad yeah, Chris is now in it. There have not been many. But we thought we actually wanted and tried to get you on back right when the pandemic hit. I know that we because we thought that would be a good time to get someone on. How do we stay healthy during this time? I think you had been traveling a little bit and and weren't weren't going to be visiting folks. And we hadn't figured out the Zoom thing at that point. So and here we are. We are uh, kicking off the new year. Uh, it's 2021. And I guess I want to start off by saying what's it been like as the life of a health consultant uh, during the middle of a pandemic? Well, I remember back in March, um, I had, came back from a trip and I had 17 speaking events lined up for the spring and they all disappeared in four, about four days. And then my wife says, what are we going to do? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> That's what we do for a living. But uh, between my son and our creative director, Stephen, they really helped us pivot and we've done over 300 webinars since the beginning of April. So um, we've really been lucky and in transitioning because I think more and more organizations are looking at their people with mental health and overall health and the pandemic and what can we do for our people? And I think that's where some, some more and more companies start reaching out to us and said, okay, this is really important to us. What can we, how can we, how can you help us? So what kind of, a, what kind of goes into a, a webinar? Is, is it, is it kind of as ordered by the company that's asking or do you have like, is it the- we have uh, we have approximately eight offerings and then we customize it depending on the group and each webinar is approximately 35 to 40 minutes of content and then we open it up for Q&A and Q&A varies a lot it could be taped it could be live it could be that where they ask questions to us so um, but we try to create the closest to a live presentation as possible we've really gotten better at it so the the audio the video how the positioning where we where we have the location it's very um we've heard a lot of great things this is the best webinar we've seen you know and but we've really worked at it so i think that's our goal is to really try to make it like we're talking to you in a live format so which so, i think so has you, helped us grow do you pre-ship seaweed packets and fish oil to like todd from accounting <laughs> so he can he can try it live on camera you know believe it or not nick we do and so certain events more and more, that's what we actually recommend. And so we're actually participating why um, we're in, in trying to engage them as much as we can. So you're, you're exactly right. So we sent sample bottles of cod liver oil, spirulina corella, and uh, sometimes many other things. In fact, my, um, we, we do lots of cooking type events where we actually send them the products um, and then we do the live cooking right in their own home. So yeah, we, we try to make it as engaging as possible. how did you figure out the technical aspect of doing it? Because I mean, we've gone to doing this virtually and I don't want to talk about it, but I've <laughs> had like several hiccups with just taking our little tiny operation to being something that's done with people not in the room. And it's been hard. Like, did your people just have those skills already? Or do you have to find uh new employees that can like help well, you do that? Well, I, I had to laugh for a second when you asked me, how did I? <laughs> 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 I have no clue how we do it. So um, it's it really been proud of our team, especially Matt and Steven. Matt Johnson's my son. He runs our company. And then Steven Glenn's our creative director. And between the two of them, uh, I think they're probably the experts in this space. Um, we talk to many organizations, very, very large companies, and they bring their tech people on and then you know you can hear my son and uh, Stephen guiding them along the way so they've really just been under fire and really learned how to make it better as we've gone and we've had a couple glitches along the way but not much not much so um it, it it's it's really easy for me i ve- i feel very confident when i get in the room because they're always there so things me so, feel really dumb way to go joe <laughs> <laughs> What is it? What is it like? I mean, your your presentations and, and are very interactive, and I think probably very audience participation kind of things. I think you probably feed off of the audience when you're doing a speaking gig. How has that been to transition to trying to do it through a, a, a TV screen? Well, I think the the challenging piece at the very beginning is exactly what you're saying is when you're speaking, the larger the audience, the better. I mean, I've spoke to groups at eight thousand people in one audience and got eight screens and it's a rock star show. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Energy's so high and you just get, it just feed off the audience. So now you're looking right into a, into a, you know, a, a, a screen or a, you know, camera 
and there's no energy there. So initially it was very difficult, but as time went on, you realize that they're behind the camera and you, you, it felt like it was live presentation. And then we do Q and A. And so initially it was probably in the March uh, into April, it was challenging for both, especially my son and I, we did predominantly most of our webinars but as time went on, it, it got very comfortable. And I think it's really helped our business in the future where we can actually do the live stuff and then we can also do the virtual. And um, so I think it's really helped us as a company, but it was a, definitely a learning curve for me. I'm an old school, 63 years old. I'm like, I've been doing this a long time. I've never done it looking into a camera, yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I'm getting, old, you talk the old dog some tricks. I feel pretty <laughs> comfortable now and I've learned how to keep myself in energized while I'm speaking. And I think that's the part because that's what they'll share with us. Like, man, your energy is, you creates tons of hope and, you know, all this positivity. And I'm like, yeah, we're in COVID. I mean, come on, you got to bring a positive uh, message to the world. And I think that's what our goal has been. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this transitions. Once once we go back to whatever normal looks like in the future, how how much of our work life transitions back to face-to-face the way it used to be and how much of it we stick with some of this virtual stuff. Yeah, I think for us, I, I think there, you know, I'm hoping we will go back, you know, sometime this year. Um, I, I know I have book, e- events booked for 2021 in the uh, fall, but uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen, you know, right now and till the, till the fall. So wait and see. So I've been meaning to ask you this question for a while. I, uh, and I'm trying to think when I listened to it, it was, must've been this summer. I think I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and I don't, it doesn't matter who, I can't remember who he was talking to, but they were talking about COVID, the pandemic and people's reactions, what we were supposed to be doing, washing hands, wearing masks, all that. And he went on a bit of a rant about how at no point does he, has he heard or has any, has he seen anyone make an argument about what people should be doing to keep themselves healthy and to keep their immune system up and to protect themselves from getting sick other than kind of these, I don't know if artificial is the right word, but these kind of like putting a mask on and washing your hands. And he's like, there are all kinds of things that people should be doing and can be doing to make sure their bodies are strong so that they don't get sick. And that's been missing from a lot of the conversation. I'm curious first, if you agree with that. And second of all, you know, what's, what's kind of been your, as a health expert, how have you kind of observed how we've all dealt with this? Well, I think you've been sitting in my house because that's a conversation I have with my wife every night. She's so sick of it. <laughs> so yeah, I completely agree with Joe that I have no idea. In fact, I talk about this in our webinars. I have no idea why we do not talk about playing offense because we're playing defense. We've been playing defense forever. So social distancing, you know, all the stuff that we're doing, washing our hands, that's all great. I mean, everybody's got their thoughts on it, but you know, vaccination, this and that, but the bottom line is what can you do as a human being to create this immune system that we all have? That's the hazmat suit for the future. I mean, we got to, we're, we're just dreaming if we think this is the only virus that's going to come out at some point in time. So, and if you really look, go back in time, whether it's the, you know, back in, 1918. This is the same conversation was having back in 1918. We're doing the same thing, but we're not talking about what we know now is this immune system. In fact, my son on our, one of our podcasts, he's interviewing Dr. Jeffrey Bland, which is probably one of the top integrative medicine physicians in the world. And that's what they start talking about. So that's my whole emphasis. When we get on a webinar, we have one of the webinars called stress and the immune system and help people understand how to rejuvenate your immune system, which everybody has. So what should people be doing 10 months in? What should, <laughs> what should we be doing? Well, number one, everybody should be talking about it. I think that's the benefit of if there's any shining light with this whole pandemic, it's been that people have to wake up about their greatest asset and that's their health. But when you think about the immune system itself, it's relatively simple. But if, if you're writing something down, listening to the cold oatmeal podcast, which I love, I would, I would say, let's do this you got to balance your nervous system. And what does that mean? Well, if your nervous system is not in balance, you cannot have a healthy immune system. You got to start there. And what, that, what does that mean? That means you have to understand stress because stress is a killer for the nervous system. And so you have to have ways to, whether it's reframe your conversations about stress, uh, ways to recover as simple as how to breathe correctly. Um, are you getting a good night's sleep? Do you have enough space? I think more and more 
with this pandemic is I think people are starting to realize the the power of space and, and time that we need. So that's step one is got to, you got to balance the nervous system. And then from there you go into, you know, what are you ingesting? Are you drinking enough water? Believe it or not, simply are you drinking enough water, maybe a lemon. And then you get real specific things for COVID, which is be vitamin C. So we really are believers of the source. Where does it come from? So instead of taking vitamin C supplements, you take vitamin C in foods, lemons, oranges, vitamin D3, cod liver oil, sunlight, selenium and zinc, Brazil nuts, pumpkin seeds. So when you start thinking about when you get the gut healthy, that's where the immune system lives. So eating real foods, sauerkraut, apples, I mean, berries, these are so oatmeal, bananas, these are easy foods to get that gut healthy. And when your gut gets healthy, that's when your immune system starts to rejuvenate itself. And I think that's what we're not talking enough about because that's the offense. And so when people ask me all the time, and I try not to be that guy, but they ask me, you know, what's your take on, the, on this or that? My whole focus is on my immune system and how do I make it, you know, rejuvenate it? Because the immune system is constantly rejuvenating. And when we turn over, believe it or not, this is crazy numbers. We turn over 1 million white blood cells every 10 seconds. We turn over 20 million red blood cells every 10 seconds. We turn over 30 million platelet cells every 10 seconds. So that tells you the body's constantly rejuvenating itself, good or bad or indifferent. I do not understand why we're not talking about this. Number one, we don't really talk about this in Western medicine. There's no money what I'm talking about right mm-hmm. now. And, um, but boy, we should be because that could save so many lives and it would be the future for, you know, overall health for the, I mean, we're, I was doing a, a diabetes webinar late this past fall. And I started doing a lot of research on type 2 diabetes. And I, you go back in time, in, in 1960, one in 4,000 people had type 2 diabetes. And today that number is one in four. Oh, wow. It has nothing to do with genetics. It has everything to do with lifestyle. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's just an absurd number. I was wondering what you number. found funny about I mean, it. About it that. is. I mean, it's, I, well, you know how my yeah. sense of humor works. It's funny to me, but it's not funny. <laughs> It's, uh, it's depressing. It's, it's yeah. bad. But I think, you know, that's a fantastic question is really as a society around the world, we have to start playing more offense. And when so you that, start doing that, then you, then you feel like you have hope and you have more control. And I think that's the message that more and more people need to understand that you have control. You have much more part of the game that you think, but we're not taught this stuff. So the message to Lansing and the state capital dwellers is chill out, less stress. Good luck. Good luck. But, you know, Nick, one of the things is, is we're not taught how to breathe. Right. And if you ask most people how they're breathing, I'm writing a new book right now, and I have a whole chapter called The Art of Breathing. And if you ask most people, 50% of the United States population are mouth breathers. Very unhealthy. You need to breathe through the nose. Number two, we don't use the diaphragm. The diaphragm relaxes the nervous system that it's the gas pedal. And number three, we breathe too fast. We need to slow it down. So when you get people to learn how to do that and actually practice it, it kind of turns into a chill pill for everybody. But it's a skill. It's a skill that people don't really understand how powerful it is. And it's free. Doesn't I certainly don't. <laughs> it's a skill I don't have. I, I can work on that, though. That, that'll be easier for but me. Everybody, but oil. everybody can. Yeah, these are habits. But if you really understood, one of the most simplest ways to lower blood pressure is changing how you breathe. So if it can lower your blood pressure, then it can definitely calm you down. That's what it does. You know, I was talk- <clears throat> talking to my dentist the other day, and um, he was saying, once they were able to reopen up again and start seeing patients in early early June, he has I'm not sure what the what the tech what the exact word is. He's fitted more patients for bite splints and the, the things you put in your mouth because you're grinding your teeth and you're locking your jaw. He said I've done more of those things in the last six months than I've done in years. He said people are coming in here their their teeth are breaking. They're under so much stress that they're cracking teeth, they're grinding their teeth, they're locking their jaw. And it's just this stress. Well, and I think you don't want to be Pollyanna. I mean, everybody is, it's, it's, it's hit so many, you know, families and organizations. I'm not, and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, what can we do to help us? And so when you think of stress itself, I think the big mistake most of us make, I know I make sometimes is I overestimate the threat. I overestimate it. So back in March of, of last year, I it lost 17 speaking events in four days. I was definitely overestimating the threat. But then we learned how to pivot, kind of talked about it. You know, I wasn't going to jump off the bridge, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then eventually 
we've, we've put along, along the way. So I think that's the message out for a lot of folks is, number one, are we overestimating the threat? Number two, we underestimate our ability to handle. And so that's where the breathing comes in. That's where the sleep comes in. That's the food. We can have a lot more, but we're not teaching this. And that's, the, that's what I'm on a mission with. I, I want to I help organizations and people be able to feel their best, you know, especially when we're going through these, some of these toughest times we've ever gone through. You probably can't answer this because I feel like it's from the perspective of people that you're talking to, but do you find like your message and what you want people to take away from like everything that you know, is that not resonating as well with COVID just being at the forefront of everyone's brain? Like you say, all it's like, Oh, work on your immune system, like work on stress, all this stuff. But people are just thinking, yeah, but what about washing my hands? And what about, does it kind of just, does it land like it did before COVID or is it, is it harder with people kind of just being completely distracted by COVID? I think it's landing much, it's much greater. Okay. Because now they're really concerned about their health. And so if you can get people to step back for a second and say, okay, number one, you know, what, how does a virus work? You know, when you get into the weeds and how the things go and we're, we're not quite understanding it, but we understand, you know, how, how a vaccination works. And so a big part of that is understanding you know, playing in the dirt as a kid, you build your immune system, you go to school for the first time, you build your immune system. And we have to understand that the human body has this just incredible ability to self-correct and heal. And a big part is that that's the immune system. It starts in the gut, but we don't think that way. We've never been taught that stuff. So, but no, I think that, uh, I think more people are really being much more in tune to their health being such a valuable you know, part of their life, which, because if you take it away, you don't have anything. And I think it's hitting people in the forehead that, you know, I, I, I want to have my health back. Shut our planet down. Yeah. You made such a group. I, I love that be on offense analogy because that's a, that's a great point. I think so much of this time people have felt helpless. They've been stuck in their house and they don't feel like they have control over anything. And doing these things can give you control, can give you power in the situation. And I think that's when you think of mostly stress is people just do not feel they have a way out. And I think we've all been down there before, but whether that threat is real, stress is physical. And that's what most people don't understand. A stressor, your stressor, my stressor, Joe's stressor, everybody's stressors are different. But if you feel threatened, it doesn't matter whether it's real or not, the body's going to react the same way. So the human body's amazing in its ability to handle acute stress. We're not designed to handle chronic stress. And so that's the problem. We're not handling, you know, think about that a couple, you know, a hundred years or so ago. I mean, we're afraid of predators, bubonic plague, yellow fever. Today, all our diseases are based on worry. And that's the offense I want people to take because that gives them hope that they can do something about it. And that the, uh, you know, the big bad wolf is not as big bad as you think it is. If you have more control. Looking ahead. So we're, it's 2021. We're in the new year. What do you Looking ahead to where, how you see this pandemic, we have a vaccine, people are starting to get, starting to get shots, it's going to play out, people are saying somewhat back to normal by summertime, what's your thought? Well, I think the vaccination has given people, it's starting to lift the clouds a little bit for many people, and there's going to be different camps that, you know, that's, that's going to help them be a little bit more relaxed, and then eventually I hope that more and more people are going to start taking care of their health and their immune system, which is going to help have less of an impact of COVID moving forward. So I'm very optimistic. I think some good stuff's going to come out of this. I hope, I know a lot of businesses have been struggling. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in 2021 for our business, but I think it's it's a wake up call for the entire planet. And I think there's some, we can look at some positive things coming out of this. And one of them is space for me. I know myself, I, I average about 150,000 miles in the air a year, and I have not been on a plane since the middle of, well, I went to a wedding in June in Colorado for my niece, but uh, I have not been on a plane, so it's been really enjoyable to be home more and more. I really missed, I didn't realize how much I missed being home all the time. And so for me personally, that space is definitely a thing I was craving. And I think a lot of people are really realizing that I remember, uh, you know, I'm listening to some of the different people and they haven't had dinner with their family in months. And then now they're having dinner every night. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, I know the divorce rate went way up, but <laughs> I think too much of togetherness is not always good either. But I think I'm, I'm very optimistic this year that people can really 
start taking more um, greater care of their health and understand the power of, uh, you know, we always talk in our business, the greatest asset of any organization, as you guys know here, it's your people. And the greatest asset of your people is their health. So hopefully that's going to be more resonating um, this year. Is that why we got all of that, uh, that oil and health stuff in our stockings, Matt? Was that you know, <laughs> thinking ahead? Delivery. Mine was drenched. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there something you think that, well, I guess when I say the collective we, I'm not sure, leaders, the conversation over the past year that you think we did well in trying to deal with this from a uh, health perspective? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we were doing what, you know, if you go back in 19... 18, we're doing exactly the same way they did it. And I remember when Charlie Chaplin came out with uh, one of his most popular movies, everybody's rushing to the theaters and then the pandemic just just exploded. And so I don't want, I don't think people need to be reckless, but at the same time, I want them to play more offense. So I think that's what we've learned is like, let's not be reckless, but at the same time, Let's really start paying attention to that. Like vitamin D3. I mean, we're talking about cod liver oil and people are like, I'm not doing the cod liver oil. I'm like, hey, listen, you want that omega-3 fat and you want that vitamin D3? That's the highest sources in the world. Why wouldn't you take it? Treat it like a medicine because food is medicine. But I think we're afraid of this stuff. And I'm like, why would you be afraid of something so powerful that helps your immune system? But I think we're seeing more of that. It's waking up. Like people ask me all the time, should I be taking zinc? I said, you don't want to take anything in isolation. You never want to take a nutrient isolation if you can take it in the food. So that's not hard to do. You don't take vitamin C, just eat an orange. You don't have to take zinc, just do spirulina corella or pumpkin seeds. It's not hard to do, but we just don't know this stuff. We had a friend come over uh, for a couple of days in the fall uh, for a a pumpkin carve. And uh, she's my my wife's good friend. And both my my mother-in-law and this woman's mother were best friends. And they were both on to cod liver oil when, the, when my wife was a kid and was pumping out the cod liver oil, to which my wife has not been able to tr- drink any of it until we get the lemon stuff that you, that you have. So I was convinced, I was talking, I was like, no, I've got this cod liver oil and it's actually really good. I felt like I was you in, in your kitchen. I was like, no, you have to try this. It's really good. And she's like, it's, it can't be good. It can't be good. And you, the look of fear on her face as I was pouring it into a little cup for her to try. And then she's like, okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. Even no more. I'm like, and it was like, it was hilarious to watch her try to drink it. And then they, then they drink it and they're shocked. It's not, and they're like, no, oh, this is not what my grandmother used to serve us. I go, no, it's not the same thing. It's not oxidized. It's not rancid. It's, it's, you know, and then it's, it's also high in so many other things that help the body. So I think that's the challenge we have to get out there is like, let's experiment a little bit. Let's play around with a recipe or two and let's start eating some healthy foods. There's nothing better for your gut health than eating an apple. We're spending all this time and energy with apple cider vinegar. And now we got apple cider vinegar gummies and just stop and eat an apple. (laughs) And if you can get people to do that sauerkraut, I was doing, I'm writing this new book and I'm researching the benefit of pro and prebiotics and you know, obviously sauerkraut, you buy in the refrigerated section in the grocery store. It's one of the greatest probiotics. And I, w- I was looking at this, this case study in Poland. And the Polish women don't have certain forms of uh, digestive issue cancer. They just don't have it. And then if they move to the United States, they start getting it. But the commonality is in, in Poland, they consume about a cup of sauerkraut a day. Now, so I'm not asking everybody to do a cup of sauerkraut a day. <laughs> you should see Nick's oh, face. The, po- the power. <laughs> I would absolutely rather drink that oil. <laughs> that <for> sure. <laughs> I actually the- love sauerkraut. I'll eat, it's all right. I eat a cup a day. But if, you know, it's again, I'm just using that as an example that there's some really powerful foods out there. And remember, food is, food is medicine. And one of them being some of these pearl and prebiotics, like coconut. Coconut's great for gut health. Berries, onions, uh, bananas, oatmeal. These are all great. You know, that's why Joe's uh, so healthy because of all the oatmeal, but these are all good things for the gut. And as the gut gets healthier, that's where the immune system starts to thrive. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my elementary school, we had three, we had three cooks, these three, three old ladies, all German, all German ladies. And like once every two months they would make sauerkraut and sausage for lunch. And I don't know when they started cooking that stuff in the morning, but like you would get off the bus and walk in the door at seven fifty-five, and your day was ruined. You're like, 
Oh no, it's sauerkraut day. You don't want entire s- building yeah. smell like sauerkraut. You don't need to smell that before eight o'clock oh, in the morning. No. That's- like, everyone was walking around so depressed all morning. Like, oh, we have to go to lunch. And, it's gonna it, be and I don't want to have anybody on this podcast turn it off because they're they don't want to do sauerkraut. I just use it as an example of the power of some of these foods. So I think that's the, what I've learned during COVID is everybody's t- starting to take a lot of stuff, a lot of supplements. In reality, let's go back to the source. And that's really where the gut thrives is when you're consuming foods, not in isolation. And I think that's what we got to get away from. Random question. And this is more from my son, the vegetable that he eats the most and really the only consistent one that he will eat is cucumbers. How, how nutritious is a cucumber? It this, feels like it's just water. Is this Owen or Cooper? Cooper. I want to eat anything. Okay. Cooper, like he eats, he eats cucumbers. And I read at one point that the skin is the most important part. So I was, I started, I stopped peeling the entire thing. So he'd have to get some skin because it feels like it's just a bunch of water. You know, everything has value to it. Like cucumbers, there's not a lot of, there's no hardly any caloric uh, uh, output from cucumbers. So you're not getting a lot of nutrients from cucumbers and it is mostly water. It's about 90% water. So um, and the other, like celery is getting a big deal with celery juice and all that kind of stuff. Celery is fantastic for sodium. It's good for your blood pressure. There's so many benefits of that. But the bottom line is whatever age they're at, the, you know, wh- whether he likes cucumbers, just and eventually slowly you introduce to maybe something else, let him try something else. But they'll come in stages. You know, kids come in. I have a grandson that's at our house right now. He's two. And he uh, he's very inquisitive about certain things. There's certain things he obviously likes. I think every kid likes macaroni and cheese, but my daughter does a really good job of introducing him to new things all the time. And he's not quite sure what they're like and if they're good for him. But so I think the big thing is, is if as long as he's doing cucumbers, that's a good start. And, Slowly I feel like it. a couple of years ago, it was just like cheesy bread and candy. So he's obviously like <laughs> well, making those all, positive steps. Those are staples too. That's right. That's okay. It's baby steps. But some of the superfoods, introduce them to your kids because they don't know if it's good or bad or indifferent. You just introduce it. Like my grandson, I, I, we give him cod liver every day and he eats the spirulina crella because he thinks it's like an M&M. He doesn't think it's good or bad. Or he, just, he just eats it. So, Can you it, chew those things? He chews them. Okay. <laughs> I never thought about chewing them. I mean, yeah, he I chews swallow. them. Yeah, like the kids do not. They don't want to swallow anything like right. a tablet. But yeah, he just put them on his uh, in front of him, and he just eats them up like a. <laughs> I don't want to do it that way, but that's the way he does it. But I think that's the challenge when we have our kids or family, is you just have to slowly introduce it, play with it, work with it, you know, figure out what they like, and then try to make it better. Well, don't get rid of stuff; just make it better. And I think people like that thought process. Is I'm not taking away the chips, I just get better forms of chips or pop tarts or whatever. In fact, we have a handout called brand favorites on our website that really is this nice shopping list that helps people upgrade and make better choices. Well, Nick, you got, you got any, any last questions here before we let Chris go? No, I always grateful for your time, Chris. It's, it's a pleasure. And, and I, I actually, I do find each of these podcasts a little inspiring. <laughs> I, I find them intellectually challenging um, I, and, and interesting. And I do find them. I'm thinking of my, I mean, my boys are much better eaters than I am. Asher will eat anything. Carter will eat pears all day. Um, It sounds like he's like Cooper with the cucumbers, but um, I've got a banana on my desk and I I promise you this, Chris, I'm going to finish it here before the end (laughs) day. But I think the other thing too, you know, when you think about some of this stuff, what you're talking about, um, you want to slowly build habits. And I can't say that enough. Because I think, I, I know I grew up pretty similar to you, Nick, that I, I was really, and I'm not putting you in this category right now, but I was, oh, not, sure a health, you can. <laughs> I was not a healthy eater grow up. I, I, I grew up in bologna and beefaroni and Kool-Aid and Pepsi were my drinks of choice, but I had bad skin, I had psoriasis, and I had a bad immune system. And then when I slowly changed when I was eating, and that's kind of what was my driver. So experiment some of the foods out there and understand the power of food. Food's love, food's social but also food is medicine, food is information for the body. And I think that's what we want to learn from COVID is the power of food and, and rest, relaxation, and all the stuff that goes with that. Nick's just opened his banana. So. Good banana. Way to go, <laughs> Nick. Way to go. Well, Nick, I give you credit for even calling in this afternoon because you'll notice that Laura, 
Laura, Laura, like I made up some excuse about kids yeah, and stuff sure. like, cause she didn't want to hear this again. <laughs> she didn't want to hear this again. Chris, I don't know if you heard, we actually had to try We tried to hypnotize Laura in an episode last fall to, to try to get her to expand her palate and brought a hypnotist in here for the podcast and tried to put her under and it didn't stick. Yeah. I think she claimed she like felt a little bit better about eating a banana for maybe two days. And then, yeah, no, I think the, <laughs> was... the funny part was that she, I don't think she fell asleep at all. No. Stephanie and Carly both passed out, right. but, but the person we brought him in here to help. But wait, one, wait, one thing's interesting when you're talking about that, one of the things I try to get, and, and I think you guys both understand this, um, but why do I want to wait to something negative happens to me before I decide I want to do something about my health? And I think that's the message taking into this year. Like, let's play that offense. And I think it doesn't have to be perfect, but understand that um, I don't want, I want to be a little bit more offense in my lifestyle. And I think that's uh, when people feel good, you know, they are good. And I think that's the message we've been really pushing is, you know, we, we, we need to start feeling good. That sounds good. Yeah. Chris Johnson on target living. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. Kick off, kick off 2021. Always a pleasure. We will be right back. Okay. Welcome back. It was great to talk to Chris Johnson again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On targetliving.com, Chris Johnson, health guru. No, probably a better way to kick off 2021 than to talk to someone who is so focused on health and eating the right things, putting the right fuel in the engines that are our bodies. And I'm so, going to put some serious thought into making some minor changes. I every time I every time Nick I'm I like that you said that because I feel like every time I talk to Chris and I feel like I'm pretty good, but every time I talk to him, like I can do better. I can be better. There's more I can do. He's an inspiring guy. And it's, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who like thinks that when he leaves the room, you well, should he, just he, slice up some bananas and put them on your frozen pizza. I've almost finished my first banana today. He, he, the thing is he makes it simple because he's not like so many other people will just stop that or just, he says, well, can you do a little less? Yeah. I think I could do a little less. I think I could do that. Chris, I think you're onto something. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Well, we thought, you know, we thought it would be good. We've actually had some really good experience here over the last couple episodes, uh, just talking, calling up and talking to some of our friends oh, yeah. from the podcast. Joe is like confused, like, what have we had success with in the last couple? <laughs> well, of- the Robert in the vacuum cleaner like has been a huge hit, <laughs> yes, so I feel Robert like that really the opened the doors cleaner. for for these sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, we 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 checked we checked in with Sal a, a little bit back there, um, checked in with Odie to talk skiing. So. We thought if we're kicking off the new year with someone who is a health expert who can like talk about what we should be doing and eating uh, during a pandemic to keep our, keep our bodies on the offense, we also then needed to check in with our, our good friend Adam Bitely, who is a food expert of his own, in his own right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> so Adam is a friend of the I'll podcast. One of the few people in the world Joe has admitted that he likes outside of the people he works with, which is interesting because it's questionable about the people he, he works with some days. Uh, Adam is married to Andrea, who's been on our podcast uh, once or twice in the past. And so, Adam, we wanted to talk because, you know, I've, I've witnessed it a little bit. We've spent some time together, um, weekends skiing and whatnot, and I've, I've kind of witnessed firsthand. But the, the diet that you, that you have describe it is there a, word, a one word you could use to describe your approach to eating um unhealthy <laughs> uh, that's probably the best word i would say um and we should start by like how tall, fast how tall you're what probably about six foot right you're all just maybe a little under just, six yep foot. and yep five, and, five and thin yeah and very thin you are yep. you are the, he's like Nick to lose build. He's right. Like, so I don't want to paint like, yeah. a picture for people who don't know Adam that we, that this is, that this is not that, that, that Adam is a large person. He is. Yeah. He's just a guy. He's just a regular dude. And so we've, we've talked to some of your, your friends and, and family members and whatnot, but like, I'll say like, how many times have you been to McDonald's in the last week? Well, this is actually strange. I actually haven't been to McDonald's or actually had any fast food in the last week. What? Um, is, but <laughs> He knew. Why he was are you? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm in a remote vacation house at the moment that has very limited access to uh, the staples of my normal everyday diet. So, what are uh, you so eating now? Then? Transition. Frozen pizza is is number yes. one. 
a lot of DiGiorno. Um, I actually just discovered a brand new DiGiorno I'd never seen before that instead of pizza sauce is just ranch dressing. Uh, <laughs> step too that far. Awesome. How many are you eating a day? <laughs> probably, probably one a day. One a day? One okay. DiGiorno. What, what yeah. else are we eating? Is DiGiorno the go-to? Is that the, is that the go-to frozen uh, pizza? For, for, yeah. Yep. That or a Red Baron or a Tombstone. Also, um, I've never heard anyone but, say a, one nice thing about DiGiorno. I can't believe that's your, your choice. That's, that's yeah. oh, a, 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 stuffed, a stuffed crust DiGiorno. Oh my that, gosh. That's highbrow. That that's highbrow frozen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, get, just it, order you know, pizza, it's man. Cheaper, it's a more expensive pizza at $5.99, but uh, it's, it's, it's good. The cheese stuffed crust, you cannot beat that. I, I wholeheartedly oh. agree. I endorse your choice. What do you Thank get on? You. What Thank are the you. toppings that come on it? What are the to- well, first of all, what are the toppings that come on a ranch covered pizza? And what's what are your favorite toppings? So the ranch, the ranch pizza, um, it's it's ranch, cheese, bacon, and chicken. Nice. And then I throw some I throw some pepperonis on too for good measure. So is this dinner? Is this lunch? What is this typically? That'll be dinner. Okay. What's lunch and breakfast? Um, usually some grits for breakfast. Pour some sugar into those. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> Are you then serious? Lunch, <laughs> swear. <laughs> and then for lunch, I've actually I've been going back and forth between two places. Um, first is a, a grocery store that does just a different item each day for lunch. Uh, today they had um, chili cheese dogs, so I had a couple of those. Then the other place that I like to go to uh, is a place. <laughs> it's named Fatties. Yes. Um, and at, at Fatties, I mean, it's just. Everything you can imagine, bacon, cheeseburgers, um, they have shrimp burgers, crab cakes, very gourmet hot dogs. Very, very gourmet hot dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they put eggs, uh, eggs and bacon and cheese. And Do they have hot dog imagine pizza? Imagine anything you want to put in there. Oh, they don't, unfortunately. Talk a little bit about <laughs> hot dog pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hot dog pizza, um, if you haven't had it, you got to try it. It's, uh, it's something I make myself. So it's just a, you know, standard pizza crust, put some tomato sauce on it. And then this is key. You get Velveeta singles and use that as the cheese. So you just lay out your Velveeta singles. Do you rip up into little pieces some, or do you just lay, the, the, lay the, the sheets of cheese on top? Oh, I, I rip it up into little pieces, arrange it around. So it all fits very nicely. And then, <laughs> uh, then you chop up some hot dogs and put those on in the oven at 450 for about 10 minutes. You want to make sure that the Velveeta cheese is almost blackening when you pull it out. That that's your signal that it's done. Is this five out of five bites? Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> five out of five. So okay, are you one of those guys, Adam? Who I, I feel like Bobby works with someone who's kind of similar to you in in the way that he eats. And Bobby will tell me about conversations he has with him about how he like goes about deciding what fast food he's going to eat during the day. Are you one of those guys who like is aware of all the fast food deals of the day and shops with coupons and there's like a, Oh, it's Tuesday. So there's get two big Macs for four or four big Macs for two sort of deal. And is that how you operate? Or do you have like, I like, I like my quarter pounders and that's what I get every day and blah, blah. How do you, how do you do this? What's, how's this work? Oh yeah. So, so I, I, I know all the deals. Yeah, I've got all the, the different apps for the restaurants so I know, you know, kind of pretty much by 10 a.m., I already know what the rest of the day is probably going to look like. You know, so I know what, you know, it's going to be free fries with a, with a Big Mac at, at McDonald's or, you know, maybe Uber Eats has a order from P.F. Chang's, uh, you know, half off. You know, so I'm always looking around for the deals um, and then trying to get, get the stuff out of that. I, ca- I can't tell you enough how um, the McDonald's app, they alert you on stuff like, circle your calendar for two days from now. This is going to be the deal. And I, I will know, you know, that at that moment, 48 hours from now, that's what I'm having for lunch. That's wild. Let's talk about McDonald's for a second. So uh, I've been to your house and I've seen your, your stockpile of <laughs> McDonald's condiments. Can you tell us what your, what your favorite is? And, um, and it, it's, is it a limit? It's a, it's a limited edition one, right? You can't just get it. Or am I, am I, not remembering that right. No, it is limited edition. You're right. Um, it's the Szechuan sauce. Okay. Um, what does was, that come uh, with? What does that so, come with normally? What do you get that with? Probably nuggets. Chicken nuggets. So it was a, 
Yeah, it was with Chicken Nuggets. It was a promotion that started back in the late 90s when the animated Disney movie Mulan was coming out. And so they put the Chicken Nuggets back then into these like fake Chinese food carryout boxes. And it was a different time. You your... <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> no, they don't do that now. <laughs> so apparently, because uh, I remember eating the sauce back then, and then it went away after they were done with the movie promotion. And I guess there's the show Rick and Morty. That, yes. That they, they revitalized the sauce popularity. And apparently the show fans petitioned McDonald's to get it back. And so I joined in on that effort. I've never seen Rick and Morty, but I was glad to get the sauce back. And so when it did come back out, they released it for like three months back in early 2018. I was able to get my hands on just around 800 cups of Szechuan sauce. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. I've, I feel like I've, I've seen a little bit of myself in you and a little bit of you in me through this entire conversation until this moment. <laughs> you, you pre-ordered or you, like you backed a truck up? You got 800 no. condiment packets from McDonald's? Yeah. Yep. How does one obtain um, eight? Like that's their entire shipment for the year. So a, um, a He's good got friend a of mine on the inside. Is, <laughs> works at, in the McDonald's game. So he held back at any of his reserve supply so that right at the last day of the promotion, he just pulled them off the floor and then gave them all to me. So I drove to uh, another state. I don't want to say where he's at. Uh, so I'm not sure he should have been giving those to me. <laughs> how, many, how many states did you drive across? How many states did you cross to get to the state you were going to? I would say five states. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you started with 800. How do you dole these out? Do you have like a weekly budget or are they just like for special occasions? Episode about this. <laughs> there's, there's special occasions for sure that those come out. Um, Christmas, Easter. <laughs> Christmas would be one oh, of course Easter, you know all the high holidays um, <laughs> but I did also they have an expiration date McDonald's you can leave a, a McDonald's buy, they have a what but it's, they have a best buy date you can ignore that bad for you after that date <laughs> I've got I've got my tangy barbecue sauce packet in, at in your my desk? Drawer. Yes, it's in my drawer. You never know when you're going to need tangy barbecue well, sauce from McDonald's. You never know when I'm going to dip my banana in the tangy barbecue sauce. <laughs> and, I, and yeah, I don't see it. There's no expiration date on it. So I, can, I, can I shift gears? First of all, staying on McDonald's. I can't believe, isn't it McRib season? Yes, it, it is. is. Yep. You haven't been to McDonald's in a week and it's the McRib season. Have you had So I did yet? actually make a trip to go get a McRib. Um, so that took like half a day. Um, <laughs> to go get that but i did do it so i've already had a mcrib and i believe the mcrib is actually going to stay out through may oh wow so, okay, so i'm not too, too yeah so i'm not too terribly worried and i did actually get the day that the mcrib came out mcdonald's shipped me a mcrib care package so how do you get, how do you get it, on that it, list i'm not sure how i got on that list to be honest um one day they just started shipping me stuff Spend enough uh, money anywhere gotta, and you're going to be taken I, care I of. I think our, yeah, our listeners have an idea <laughs> yeah. how you got on that list. <laughs> so they, they, they take care of me. Usually every time there's a, a, a big rollout or something new that's coming out or, you know, any big promotion that they're starting up, they, they send me either a bunch of coupons or gear or all sorts of stuff. Are there any um, fast food standards, like classic things that you don't like? Like, oh, the Whopper sucks. I'm not eating that or, or – or not a Big Mac fan, or, or even like a restaurant you won't go to, like Arby's, no way. Uh, Burger King, game? I will not go to Burger King. Really? Oh, yeah, Burger King is out. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> it's just emergency only. Um, in, in college, I actually had a Burger King that was right across the street from my dorm, and our food system worked there, so I ate so much Burger King. I, I just I had enough of it. I don't even want to guess how much that was because I would think you'd be that way with um, everything that you eat, <laughs> but apparently that, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So no, I wanna... their fries aren't that great. Uh, the the Whopper is okay. I don't know. It's, it's just it never I, it, it never hooked me like some of the other places. Nick rebuttal. I mean, Burger King is a vastly superior product I, to McDonald's. It, the the burgers are not salty. Um, by comparison, I can't eat a McDonald's burger. It's just a mouthful of salt. I, I can't do it. You know, the, I know the flame broiling happens before they open those things up and stick them in the microwave. 
but there's something about it that just makes it a little bit more, you know, it feels like substance that you're putting into your body. And the French fries are always crispier than McDonald's and they're thicker and they're bigger. It, well, and I mean, the breakfast is. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that, that thicker fry. It, I like the, the shoestringiness. You know, McDonald's is like pretty much the, the baddest fry I like. I mean, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I um, just clear, <laughs> clearly, clearly, you understand fast food way better than I do. I think all our know that he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Wendy's over either of those, yeah, by the way. Totally. So, Adam, I, I, I want to ask you about your uh, system. And Joe referenced this before, the, the bite system. So, for people mm-hmm. who are on the Instagram, Adam Bitely, at Adam Bitely is where you can find Adam. And he does a, a somewhat regular food review post where he tries a new food or he cooks a new food and then he, he has a, a five bite scale of how he rates his food. Walk us through where the bites come from, how you go through evaluating what, what makes a five bite meal. Sure. So, you know, the bites is a, a play off of biting into food, eating it. Also my last name, Bitely. Um, so I assign a, a one out of five or, or a one through five system, five being the greatest, one being the worst. Um, of either some new food I'm, I'm trying for the first time or something I've kind of made up. You know, sometimes it'll be like ramen with like hot dogs and bratwurst mixed in and like I'm actually looking at that and, picture at this exact moment. I'm looking exactly <laughs> at that picture. Um, the hot dog bratwurst you know, pizza. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, that was another one. That was a good one. You know, it, it's rare that I'm actually going to review something very poorly uh, because I, I, I'm such a picky eater that I'm probably not going to make something I, I wouldn't be too wild about to begin with. Um, so probably if you went back and looked through any of the ratings I've done in the past, you'll notice that probably three and a half out of five is maybe the lowest. You know, I've done, done various things with this. Like took, I bought a, a Big Mac, took it home, and then put it in the air fryer for five minutes. That was actually a really, really good idea. And so since then, I've actually been getting flooded with people trying to get me to put all sorts of other things into the air fryer. How many bites did that so, get? Oh, I can't remember. Um, probably 4.75. Yeah, it was 4.75. That just happened to be what I'm looking at right now. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> this, this hot dog pizza is a, is a sight to behold. Adam, what is uh, – we mentioned earlier that you're married to uh, someone who's been on the podcast. Does she eat this with you? How does – No, this is a solo – Event. What what does she do? Um, is she like making uh, salads I'm, and eating like a real person while you're just out at McDonald's? Yeah, and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she probably. I I'm trying to guess how how many times she's actually even consumed any part of that stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredibly rare. She will not. I mean, she she won't even look at the hot dog pizza. Um, so <laughs> when I make that, like that's because she knows she'll probably like bite her hand off if she, she comes near it. <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she just wants something to do with that. Uh, she, she's not a McDonald's devotee like I am. So she, she, you know, she eats her, you know, normal, normal, healthier options and I eat the garbage. So we'll get you out of here on this question, but I understand that you tried something recently for the first time that is really quite remarkable when I heard this. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. It's a, you do? Yeah, I believe so. It's a drink. I believe it. Yes. Yep. What did you try recently? I just had my first Pepsi just about, I don't know, about two weeks ago. But that was actually the first time I have ever had soda and liked it. Nick looks so perplexed and right it. now. <laughs> I don't understand logistically how that's possible. I don't need what? Hold on. So you said that's the first time you've ever had soda of any kind and liked it? No. Uh, yep. That's the first soda I've ever tried that I actually enjoyed. So you've tried Coke and you, you dislike Coca-Cola. Yep. I've had one or two Cokes. I, what do you normally drink when you buy your decades. your Travis Scott value meal at McDonald's with a side piece of you know six chicken McNuggets? What do you wash it down with typically? So that would pair well with either water or I'll bring um, Powerade, Blue Powerade, which used to be available at McDonald's until they discontinued it. Um, so you know I'm going with water or or Powerade. I don't even understand this conversation. (laughs) Some sort of five-star restaurant. It would pair well. (laughs) 
Well, well, well <laughs> Pepsi, I, you know, so we're on the same page there. Absolutely. It's the, the, the drink of the, the no, cola no. of Kings. It's no. too sweet. It's I love Pepsi. In fact, I've since gone out and, and acquired a bunch more and, you know, That's trying to restrain myself. So it's one a day. Pepsi's for mouth breathers. <laughs> I, I drink one Pepsi a day also. It happens to be a two liter, but I, one a day. <laughs> Well, I think we could talk to Adam all afternoon about his food choices. Maybe we should have a, a, a regular segment. Maybe the next time you do a review, Adam, of, of something, we can have you back on the podcast. You can give us a Sure, yeah, I'll tip you guys off when I got some new content coming. Adam should bring in, like, Adam should prepare something that makes five bites and bring it into us, and then we can talk about it. Like, I want to I try. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to try a five-bite Adam creation, whatever that would be. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, we do a little sampler tray. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably good that that Chris was Chris was. Yeah, gone he no would not find this entertaining for this conversation. <laughs> All the progress I planned on making within myself is I I no longer plan on making that progress. I need a happy <laughs> no. meal. <laughs> no, this has been like this has been like Chris was here. Like he was the, he was the attic counselor who who had like try, figured out how to talk Nick into like hey, I'm going to you know, work really hard. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to do the right thing. And Adam is the drug dealer who comes came sneaking in right behind him and said, here, here you go. Remember you Red Baron? Hey, you don't have to do that. <laughs> this tastes so much better. Frozen pizzas. Yeah. Coke. Burger King. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah, I will. Eat more of it. <laughs> Doesn't take much of a song. You know what? You can take those little green pills and then eat the Burger King. It'll be like a, a step in the right direction. But... You know, yeah, that's yeah. sometimes if I'm feeling healthy, you know, you can have a naked juice or a kombucha. Yeah. Well, Adam, check, I'll check that out. All about balance. You you won't like it because it was Burger King, but it, but maybe a, a boy after your own heart. I, our oldest just turned nine a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and for his birthday, we we told him he could we could go in. We couldn't go out to dinner because you know things, but we could pick up any kind of dinner he wanted. And in the past, he's picked things like sushi and all sorts of, you know, he wanted Indian food one year. This year, he said he wanted Burger King. He wanted Whoppers. He wanted all the Whoppers he could eat. And we're like, well, that'll be, you know, not a lot of Whoppers. Um, (laughs) But, you know, he's nine, you know, but he says, well, no, you got to buy me at least five Whoppers. So, Okay, we'll buy five Whoppers, and and he likes them full bore, like he, you know everything on them. So not like me, where I'd order my Whopper, you know, just the meat, the and the you would order not a Whopper, <laughs> right, right? I'd order a, a cheeseburger, <laughs> um, and so we picked up five, and it took him under twenty four hours to consume five Whoppers. He ate he ate two and a half of them at dinner, and then he had one for breakfast the next morning, cold. You put that in the air fryer? No, just just right out of the fridge. <laughs> And then he, he put down the next two at lunch. So he got there. Wow, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he did not come. I thought for sure he would complain about stomach ache. No, he's good. He's good. He's a rock. Adam, you have a protege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've actually, uh, a friend of mine, um, and, and I have been kind of toying around with this idea of going to every Lansing area McDonald's in one day, getting one item for each one, and just visiting every single one of them. You know, it could be just something like a drink at one or a McFlurry or something, you know, and I'm working all the way through the menu, all the different burgers, the chicken sandwiches, the Big Mac. Yeah, because I mean, you want to be able to say you did it. It's kind of like climbing Everest. It's sort of just one of those, one of those things where you want to have that sense of accomplishment. I totally get it. Important to have goals. Yep. Yep. That is my Everest, Joe. That is. <laughs> well, this is the New Year's episode, so we're, we are setting goals for ourselves, resolutions for the New Year. So there you go, Adam. Maybe yeah. you could dial in. Yeah. When you're on, on the road, driving from one McDonald's to the next, call us and we'll talk to you about what you've had at the last one, what you're, what you're planning to have at the, at the next one. That sounds like a plan. Okay. So Adam Bitely. I'm having meat sweats. <laughs> Adam Bitely, at Adam Bitely on Instagram. Check him out there for his bites. Um, thanks for being with us, man. Safe travels yeah, thanks home. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, we'll be right- Thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. So Nick, you have someone to look up to now. I hold on a second. I think my oven's beeping. I got to get the Red Baron out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put the hot dogs on first? <laughs> no, no. That's a and the ranch is maybe a step too far. Yeah. But, yeah.
Yeah. Well, that was fun. That was an adventure. <laughs> Quite a. Yeah, he's unlike anyone else. My head is spinning between the contrast between our two guests. <laughs> a good, a good yin and yang to the new yeah. year. Yeah. They're both fantastic. Yes. So you have been listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. We've got Joe, we've got Nick, we've got Stephanie. This is Matt, and we will talk to you next time. When Adam and I first started dating, I didn't memorize his phone number. I memorized his McDonald's order. Some people prefer the finer things in life, whereas Adam Bailey prefers Miller Lite and a Big Mac. While there's nothing wrong with that, I can honestly say Adam Bitely has the most unique palate and eating habits I've ever seen in an adult. But he just tried Pepsi, and I'm really proud of him. Um, as someone who spends time with Adam and will come up and visit him you know, for a weekend or go on a trip, I have to prepare my body for <laughs> the diet that I'm about to have. It's also important to know that the first stop on our honeymoon was at McDonald's. My mom is worried about me, like, you know, all the times when I go up there, I'm eating McDonald's all the time. Um, There was an incident with my dad several years ago where he was trying to get him to eat a banana. One of those, you can't be excused until you've had the banana scenarios. And it came out of his nose fairly immediately. But it's great. I, I just don't know how he does it every day, you know, after like a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday three trips to McDonald's, sometimes four, some Domino's thrown in there. I'm feeling pretty icky. He will occasionally eat things that surprise me. Um, He'll even do the lettuce wraps. Um, For those of you listening, please do not tell him what is in the lettuce wraps. Don't really need him to find that out.